Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So where are we in the Rittenhouse trial, Joe? Do we have a verdict? We do not. We are still waiting for the jury to finish deliberating and come back with a verdict. But the big news of the day is it turns out that a piece of video evidence that you may have seen of uh, at least one of the shootings from a security camera, I think, um, the defense got a blurry version of this video. The prosecution got a crystal clear, like HD version of the video for some reason. And the defense is saying, hey, what happened there? If we had gotten that clear video where you can really see what's going on, we would have crafted our defense differently. And we think you knew that. Yeah, yeah. So you add that. That's a motion for mistrial without prejudice, which means the judge could say, all right, this trial's too screwed up. We're turning him loose. State, you can retry him if you want. They've also filed a couple of different motions for mistrial with prejudice, which means you can't prosecute him again over some of the stuff we discussed earlier, the impugning the guy for invoking his Fifth Amendment right there in front of the jury, and also introducing the evidence that the judge said they couldn't introduce about the previous incident with the watching looters and saying, I wish I had my gun. Um, I suspect this is there are a whole lot of possibilities here. I suspect if the jury comes back with a conviction on any charge in any of the three separate incidents they're looking at, um, I could easily see the judge declaring a mistrial. Uh, well, I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know much about this sort of stuff. But I can't imagine, how, how would it not be a mistrial? That video, if you look at them, and they're, have we posted that at our website, that, that uh, Hanson? The side-by-side, we'll get on The side-by-side, yeah, we should, because it's not just a little bit blurrier. You have no idea what's going on in the blurry video. So the defense couldn't really do much with that at all, whereas the prosecution had that video to look at and try to pick apart and and craft a prosecution around. That seems like a really big deal to me. Particularly when you zoomed in to the point that you could show, all right, here's Mr. X, here's Mr. Y, look at his hand reaching out. Yeah. It was useless for the defense in that regard, because once it was, once that blurry video, and you've, you've all seen this, once a blurry video is blown up even bigger, it's just so blurry, it's, you know, what is that? Um, it's impossible to imagine that that happened on accident for me. I just, I just can't believe it. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's a, you know, pretty reputable, uh, DA there, the, the lawyers, they're not known for, like, you know, miscarriages of justice. I, I I admit it could be a screw-up. We'll have to see. But it's absolutely now third pretty decent grounds for a mistrial. So, anyway, that's where we stand on that. So, even if, uh, so even if, we, and, and this is, this is going to be a national moment when everybody's phone dings and we find out the jury has come to a, uh, conclusion and at whatever time o'clock they're going to announce a verdict. I think a lot of America is going to tune in. And so if we hear found guilty on some count, we all have to know that the judge might what immediately? Like, would it happen real fast? Say uh, mistrial? Uh, after there's a, a conviction, you mean? Yeah, if there were a conviction. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know exactly how that would work. Uh, he might then hold a hearing just to make sure he gets all the facts in front of him to cover his own hiney, 
um, and and then Boy, make does, a ruling. And does he play to the streets? Does he let the whole, if they convict him of anything, which most people people seem to think they won't, but if they convict him of anything, the judge might think, let's let uh, let's let this settle down. Everybody go home, calm down. Then I'll come out and say it's a mistrial. Oh, oh, as opposed oh, to doing that's it while, what you mean by play to the streets. Interesting point. As opposed to do it while everybody's still out there and riled up. I thought you meant in his ruling play to the streets, and I was going to say absolutely not. Not this judge. No way. But in the timing. Interesting thought. I don't know. And I don't know if that's correct or not. Anywho, um, I've heard reference to this a bunch, but I hadn't actually heard it. This is when Joe Biden went on MSNBC with Andrea Mitchell when he's running for president. And the shootings in Kenosha, I think, were just the night before. This is the next morning, I think. It was certainly in the the, the 48 hours or so afterward. Um, And uh, here's how it went. He has espoused some views. He's part of a youth police group. He was holding a long gun. He was out and about. Nobody restrained him. Um, What are your concerns about? Can you stop it right there, Michael? First of all, this is a like a a 400-level class in how to impugn someone without actually saying anything. He held some views. Well, wait a minute. Nobody restrained him. What the hell does that mean? The designated hitter or, you know, his local art museum's policies? He held some views. He was part of a police group. What are you? Why are you saying these things? What, I don't know. What are you trying to communicate? He had a to us? long gun. Mm, I, he was not restrained. I still don't understand why he had some views. Make such a big deal out of the whole long gun thing, since the vast majority of uh, criminal murders are committed with short guns, pistols. But anyway, here anyway, we go. yeah. Back to the propagandist. He has espoused some views. He's part of a youth police group. He was holding a long gun. He was out and about. Nobody restrained him. Um, what are your concerns about the, the involvement of others, perhaps he, but others who are white militia people what? stirring this trouble? Oh, I'm very concerned about it. You, again, you saw what got me involved in this race. And I hadn't planned on r- running in the first place was what happened in Charlottesville. The same kind of appeal to these guys don't use a dog whistle. They use a bullhorn. There's a bulldog, and there's a 17-year-old young man. I don't know anything about him. All I know is that there's some reporting about a connection to a militia in Illinois. Okay, so Andrea Mitchell just makes a reference to white militia backed by nothing, and the president said, well, the the soon-to-be president said, uh, I know nothing about this guy, but yeah, there have been some reports about a militia. Do you mean the one you just heard from this liar? And these guys with their dog whistles that are bullhorns. Who? What guys? You mean Rittenhouse, too? I mean, she... Because that's who we're talking about. She put him in a bad spot because you're being interviewed by somebody that you would assume has a lot more knowledge of the facts than you do while you're running for president, and then he just kind of went along with her. Yeah. Uh, But obviously, the, the right thing to say... We've got to get away from this whole politicians jumping into you know active investigations or cases or trials while they're going on. The, the, obviously, the only thing to say is, well, I'm you know I'm going to wait to speak on this until we get the the facts come out. But in general, I would like to say it's just no good. It's no good. Yeah. Um, and one more thing I wanted to play because I think we had this same woman on yesterday. She was on MSNBC yesterday again talking about the white supremacy angle of this whole thing. 
There are only so many acceptable losses that white supremacy is willing to accept. So if Derek Chauvin is going to jail, you had best believe that Ahmaud Arbery's murderers, people like Kyle Rittenhouse, are going to be defended with all that this culture has because they have to make sure that the message is sent that white, when, white men will continue to control these systems and that the rest of us should be living in fear. You are a paranoid schizophrenic, or so, close to it. So MSNBC continues to have this person on. Is this going to lead to less violence in America or more violence in America? What do you think? Well, it's pretty clear to me. I mean, the Ahmaud Arbery case is going on right now. I, I have a very strong feeling those fellas are, their gooses are cooked who shot that young man. This case is being tried openly in front of America, and the view that it's somehow a white supremacist whitewash is, like, non-existent among anybody who's actually watched it. They're going to put everything they have into continuing white supremacy, in this case, to make up for Derek Chauvin. What the hell are you talking about, you paranoid nut job? Well, and as Tucker said last night, so people who watch MSNBC and think they're getting the news are hearing this crap and believing it. And why wouldn't you? You think, oh, this is a news outlet. She knows what she's talking about. I mean, that is not good. We just right. can't run it around saying this stuff like it's not going to have any consequences. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it's worth uh, mentioning that uh, and some alert listener uh, passed this on. MSNBC aired the prosecutor's closing and skipped the defenses. They aired the prosecution's entire closing argument and then skipped the defenses. Wow. CNN also skipped the first hour of the defense's closing argument before they joined the live coverage. So it's been over a month since Alec Baldwin shot anybody, and uh, something extraordinary was uh, claimed yesterday in that whole case. Maybe we'll get to that at some point. Plus, the case against Adam Schiff. We'll do that in about 20 minutes for you. Just outlining, as he makes the round, saying, well, uh, the Steele dossier, we... We had no way of knowing one of Christopher Steele's sources was lying to him then. We had no way of knowing that. We will detail exactly what a liar he is and prove it. We have a river in America that has so much alcohol in it, it's practically a light beer. Mm. Which uh, Tell me more about this river. Back in the day, my <laughs> vacation plans would be set. I would just float in an inner tube with a big straw. Well, yeah, with just a scooper. Every so often you dip that thing in. (laughs) Listen to music on my headphones. So we'll talk about that. Uh, Among other things on the way. Hey, donate money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station when you go to armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, woke, yes. I mean, I, I'm, I don't remember the day the term was born, uh, although I, I hear uh, AOC says only old people use it now. Well, you gave it to us <laughs> like five years ago. So sorry we didn't get the memo. And yes, in its best sense, if we're talking about um, being aware of things that we always should have been aware of more with uh, sexual malfeasance with racial injustice that's all a good thing but there's a reason why the term woke has come to signify going too far 
and doing things that don't make sense. I keep saying this to the Democratic Party. The reason why you are so toxic is because you have become the party of no common sense. That's Bill Maher, uh, old school liberal on the Cuomo show on CNN last night. I'm all for uh, the left continuing to go with anti-racist, racist persons and stuff like that. Just keep going with that and see how it works out for you. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, th- there have been a couple of editorials in the New York Times lately, uh, you know, claiming that the parents' concerns about their schools is just white supremacist uh, stupidity. And and that the, there was one I, I'm going to tell you about later saying inflation's only a problem for the rich. And I'm thinking, number one, I, I, do you print idiots knowingly? And number two, <laughs> if you want to lose every election for the rest of time, tell working class families their concerns about uh, paying their bills are stupid. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll sprinkle, sprinkle some of this Bill Maher throughout the show, but let's hear one more from him last night. Ask Ask how many people in this country... Uh, know that there are three forms of government. How can you defend the government and the institutions if people don't know what the government is made made up of? What are those three f- uh, branches of government? That's the essence of what made this country great, is that they founding fathers, who have been canceled <laughs> by a lot of people, which again strikes a lot of people as crazy, that was their genius. That kind of person is not going to care as much about that as something that is much closer to what happens in my home? If my kid comes home from school and tells me, uh, they're telling me I'm a racist. What does that word mean, mommy? <laughs> is a kid, a young kid old enough to process that? That stuff is right in your home. That's at your kitchen table. That is the kind of stuff that is going to get people who go, oh, you know, what he was doing, Trump, in Ukraine, it was wrong as much as I read about it. But Ukraine's a long way away. And this is my house. And these are my children. God, he's so right. I hope the Democratic Party doesn't listen to him. But he's dead on 100% right. Yeah. Wow, and yeah. how about that old white man saying the uh, founders were geniuses and w- calling this a great country? Ooh! Ooh! Boy, and he was like the heart of the Democratic Party. Ten years ago, he was the scary. He was the scary lefty, like really edgy end of things. <laughs> <laughs> now he's left of center in a country that is center right. I've yeah. seen the polls yeah. recently. This is undeniable. This country leans slightly right. Yeah, and he's right about all that. Anyway, uh, the script boss for the movie that Alec Baldwin was involved in called Rust. Claims that that scene did not call for a shooting, and Baldwin intentionally fired. Mamie Mitchell, script supervisor, is suing the actor, the movie production company, and others for assault and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Sounds kind of crazy. I don't think Alec Baldwin grabbed a gun, went in there, and decided to shoot somebody, but that's what she's claiming, I guess. You know, I was told a long time ago, don't date actresses. It's just a bad idea because <laughs> they're all nuts. That's a bit of an overstatement, but I'm starting to get the idea that virtually everybody on this set was a cuckoo. I mean, there are all sorts of wild claims and counterclaims and denials and the rest of it. I have no idea what was going on there. The rapper Young Dolph, who I have to admit I don't know or didn't know. It's too Young late now. Dolph. Young Dolph. One hit, in, it, say, it says here, one of hip-hop's most promising new stars, according to the New York Times, was okay. was killed in a shooting in Memphis yesterday. He was 36 years old. 
Man, the whole rapping guns thing, we got a beef with each other thing, is not a joke. They are not kidding. It is real, because they shoot each other fairly regularly. And Apple announced today that they're going to start providing parts and tools and manuals to anyone who wants to fix their iPhone or their um, their Mac. And uh, I kind of like the sound of that. Open it up and take out my own battery or this or that. Sure, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be a huge step forward. Taking, send it, take, instead of taking it to the genius bar, I always ask them a really t- tough question. Yeah. What's the longest river in the world? Oh, I thought you were a genius. Wow. Speaking of rivers, there's a river in Hawaii that has an alcohol content of 1.2%. It's like a light beer. Wow. I come from a state where you, your beer is a 3.2%. I live in a state now where it's all 6%, but it's 3.2 beer. Um, where I grew up. So, yeah, this would practically be a Coors Light running out of this stream in Hawaii. I'm guessing fermenting pineapples. Probably. Um, It also contains some sugar, about 0.4% of the water. Yeah, let me uh, run. I just read the headline, but yep, yep, something like that. Uh, But, yeah, it says it's a quarter of the way here to to a natty light. So you just lay there on a raft with a big straw to the side of your mouth. Live the good life. Sucking down nature's own pineapple liqueur. Day drinking is a desperate alcoholic. Living the good life. Wow, you don't have to you know, be so negative. Uh, oh, speaking of negative, Adam Schiff, lying liar. What an agent of fraud, betrayer of the country's national security. The fact that he's on the Intelligence Committee is a crime. We'll build a case next. If you miss it, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I got a story here about a grandma who accidentally invited this 16-year-old kid years ago, texted the wrong person. But he didn't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving, so he went ahead and went over to that family when they figured it out, and he's been going every year, including this year since. I'd have had him arrested. I just wanted to have something positive and uplifting on the program. <laughs> well, strikes me as unwise. I'd have locked my door to the boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's sweet. That's really nice. I love that. Uh, hey, do we still have the Adam Schiff clip when he was on Chuck Todd the other day? Uh, on Monday, I'm sure we had it on Monday. If you can, somebody just, uh, Michael, give me a wave if you come up with that. Uh, we're going to talk to uh, one of the fabulous patriotic brave warriors who's benefited from Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, which we're asking you to support in just a couple of minutes. Hope you can stay tuned for that. But I wanted to get to this. Um, and Adam Schiff has been making the rounds, and and people are to their credit finally, finally saying. Hey, you were flogging this Steele dossier for a long time and claiming you had secret information that Trump was a Russian agent and the rest of it based on it. Turns out it's totally discredited. And he's the chair of the intelligence committee. He has access to all the stuff. He has more access than anybody. And so him going around saying big things are going to happen, of course that, you know, got everybody's attention. And him saying, now, gosh, we just didn't know, is so, it's such a lie. So anyway, and I'm going to be quoting some from uh, Jonathan Turley's piece um, on the top of uh, on the topic. He mentioned that the famous philosopher and mathematician Blaise Pascal once declared that the only shame is to have none. 
Um, in the age or age, there appear fewer and fewer actions that are beyond the pale for politics. Take Adam Schiff and the Steele dossier. While even the Washington Post has admitted it got the Russian collusion story wrong in the light of findings of special counsel John Durham. Yeah, if you haven't heard, the Washington Post is engaged in an unprecedented going back and correcting a bunch of stories that they unleashed through the Russian collusion hoax. They should. They were daily, a daily drumbeat of that for years. Right, right. So uh, in the wake of that, House Intelligence Committee chair, which is a crime, and it won't be for much longer, Adam Schiff, D of California, is still insisting that he was absolutely right to promote the discredited Steele dossier. I don't regret saying that we should investigate claims of someone who, frankly, was a well-respected British intelligence uh, officer. Uh, And we couldn't have known, of course, years ago that we would learn years later that someone who was a primary source lied to him. Uh, Steele did reveal that the Russians were trying to help elect Donald Trump. That turned out to be all too true. Uh, And in fact, the Trump campaign chairman was giving internal campaign polling data to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was trying to help elect Donald Trump. So the the top line there of Russian help uh, and Trump willingness to accept it, make use of it, proved all too accurate. Okay, that's a far cry from what you were claiming. So Schiff was one of the greatest promoters of the Steele dossier, despite access to briefings that immediately cast doubt about Steele and his underlying claims. However, Schiff recently has attempted to defend himself by claiming that Steele was a respected former spy and that he was lied to by a Russian source. And then uh, we, we played you the clip. Schiff's spin is enough to cause permanent vertigo. Some of us have spent years being pummeled for questioning the obvious problems with the Steele dossier, including the long-denied connection to the Clinton campaign. Schiff was the main voice swatting down such criticism, and his endorsements were treated as dispositive, meaning undeniable for media, from MSNBC to the Washington Post. After all, he was the chair of the House Intelligence Committee and assured the public that our criticisms were meritless and the dossier was corroborated. Schiff's spin, however, continues to deny the obvious about the Russian collusion scandal. First, many would guffaw at the claim that Steele was and remains a, quote, well-respected British intelligence officer. Soon after the dossier was shopped to the FBI, British intelligence flagged the credibility problems with Steele. And Schiff knew it. The FBI severed Steele as an asset. And Schiff knew it. Even his own sources told the FBI, hey, this Steele guy, I talked to him, but he wildly exaggerated the information I gave him and the intelligence. I can't even recognize it. And Schiff knew that. Most recently, Steele went public with a laughable claim. You know, it's, uh, it's about Michael Cohen. It's not that I- I- interesting, but it is laughable. Second, Schiff ignored repeated contra- contradictions in Steele's dossier, as well as evidence that the dossier was paid for and promoted by the Clinton campaign in 2017. This is four years ago. Even fired FBI agent Peter Strzok admitted, quote, we are unaware of any Trump advisors engaging in conversations with Russian intelligence officials, and Steele may not be in a position to judge the reliability of his resource network. And Schiff knew it. He would have had access to this intelligence. Indeed, while the Clinton campaign was denying that it funded the dossier, American intelligence knew that was a lie. Yet until the Durham indictments, Schiff continued to defend the Russian collusion investigation in the Steele dossier. One more point. Schiff has attempted to portray the sole problem with the Steele dossier as that Russian analyst who just got uh, prosecuted, Igor Dyshenko, Turley writes, this is simply not true. 
Schiff was long aware that there were allegations of misleading or false information given by the FBI to the secret court. Indeed, the first Durham conviction was of Kevin Kleinsmith, the former FBI agent who pleaded guilty. Schiff was aware that Barack Obama was briefed in 2017 that Hillary Clinton was planning to manufacture a Russian collusion scandal just days before the start of the investigation. The dossier was riddled with proven allegation, disproven allegations. And finally, Schiff states that he merely sought to investigate allegations. However, Schiff was one of the most active members fueling the Russian collusion allegations. Indeed, when the Mueller investigation found no proof of Russian collusion, Schiff immediately went public to claim that he had evidence of collusion in his committee files. It was meant to keep the scandal alive. Schiff has never produced his promised evidence evidence of collusion no he made it all up and this should be a giant scandal and it's not and uh, he'll never really pay a price for it got the smallest thinnest neck i've ever seen except perhaps indirectly in the same way that msnbc has in that people feel jobbed by the whole russian collusion we'll never know what the trump presidency might have been like though if he hadn't been on his heels over this made-up that's a good point that's five years yeah, it's the unknowable change, the difference caused by this. Hey, quick word from our friends at Car Shield. Expensive repairs are not only expensive, but they're time consuming. So much paperwork. Taking care of a covered repair with Car Shield is so easy. Their administrators handle the paperwork and expensive payments so you don't have to. No hassles, no headaches. We live in a month to month subscription sort of world now. It's just, and everybody's got to get on board with that. And Car Shield has been for a while with their monthly coverage option to fit whatever your budget is or whether your vehicle's got 5,000 miles on it or 150,000 miles. It's a month-to-month thing, over a million drivers. Did you know CarShield is America's number one auto protection company? There's a reason for that. Get on board. If your car is about to go out of warranty, perfect timing. CarShield's a win-win. Get you back on track. Get coverage today. See why CarShield cars go farther. Visit carshield.com slash armstrong. You'll save 10%. That's carshield.com slash armstrong. Deductible may apply. Say the website correctly, Joseph. Carshield.com slash armstrong. So we got to take a break. We're going to hear from a warrior who's actually benefited from uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station coming up. Nailed down the mystery of the coffee. We bought a different kind of Folgers. It is four and a half times the caffeine as the other Folgers we were using. So that's why I feel like my head is about to pop off and my heart's going to explode on my chest. That ought to be like a warning label. You can't just have the same name on the container and color the container and have your customers buy something that's four and a half times as strong as a drug. Well, is it got a name? Folgers might as well be meth or... (laughs) Folgers, hang on to your uh, your atrium. Folgers, you don't have the guts to try crack. Yeah, right, exactly. You'd like to do blow, but you can't get away with God, it by Folgers. I got to take a downer. I got to get that elephant medicine that Michael Jackson had or something. Call me down. Uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, what is it? Well, you're going to hear a good example of that next. Armstrong and Getty. I want to talk about this uh, latest development in the assassination of Malcolm X as they uh, let go two guys they thought did it 60 years ago um, and how that factors in with a bunch of other conspiracies from back in the day. So We're raising money this week for Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. We have found through the years the best way to explain what Freedom Station does is to talk to people that have directly benefited. So that's what we're going to do. 
Good to welcome Perry Price to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Perry, yet another vet who's benefited so much uh, from Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. He served all over the world uh, with uh, with honor, operated Westman systems, calculated targets, handled ammunition, uh, again, uh, stationed all over the world. When he returned stateside, uh, a nightmare, diagnosed with bone cancer in his leg. Eventually, the doctors had to amputate bringing his time in the Army to an end, a sudden and unexpected end. And Perry eventually made his way to San Diego and moved into Freedom Station. Perry, hey, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good morning. How are you doing, sir? Oh, we're terrific. It's good to talk to you. So, like so many of the fellows we've talked to, your your future as a soldier um, was mm-hmm. over all of a sudden. There you are with an amputation, looking at life, not knowing quite what to do. How did uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station help? Man, it's been so impactful. The uh, one of the great things about the Warrior Foundation is that they uh, they focus on the individual, uh, the individual, whatever situation that individual's personal need is at that moment. They they deal with that. So for me, um, my situation was more so uh, on the ill side. So I had cancer, like you said, and it was kind of the the recreational therapy, getting back up on my leg, getting back. Um, acclimated into uh, into society, so they focus more so on my uh, the recovery of me getting back on my feet, and so they uh, they they help tremendously, tremendously. Yeah, we know uh, Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. You get a bunch of guys together that have similar situations, whether it's amputations, spinal cord injuries, PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, yeah. all that, and focusing on the possibilities rather rather than the disabilities with other people that can understand your situation. How helpful is that to be around other people in similar situations telling you you can do it? It's good. It's, it's, it's better when you put a face to it. Uh, for me, it was like peer to peer. So guys just, you know, the same age, guys that have been through, the, been through a situation similar to mine, and that we can lean on one another, too, and ask questions to one another and also um, empower one another and um, encourage one another through uh, through your therapy or, or whatever it is to your day-to-day life. So it was really good just having the guys being around each other. Just it helped tremendously. Well, and I've, we've read some of the stuff you've said, and one thing that really stood out to me was you point out there's no road map when you're you're young, you're injured, maybe you're an amputee or dealing with traumatic brain injury or whatever. Yeah. How do you transition to uh, civilian life? Frequently, you got no money. It's got to be just really kind of dislocating. Right. It's mental. It, it, it comes down to mental fortitude, and that's one of the things you learn in the military. That that's the first thing you learn. It's when things are stripped away, it's how do you put the pieces back together? And the Warrior Foundation does a great, they do a great job doing that, helping you put the pieces together. More so, you have to put the pieces together yourself. They bring individuals in um, to help you put the pieces back together. And so that's, I mean, for me, that is, uh, it, it catapults you to where it would take you so much longer Uh it makes it easier. It makes it step by step easier and easier uh, for individuals to be able to put their things back together. together. Obviously, it'd be fantastic if the military could do this on their own. But let's just be thankful that Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station, yeah. can jump in and help this transition for our warriors who are, 
you know, yeah. trying to figure out a way to make it back into the, the, the regular world. It takes money to make yeah. this thing go, and that's why we want you to go to armstrongandgetty.com, click on the banner, yeah. and give anything you can. Hey, Perry, oh, one more question for you. I, I know you're big into the wheelchair basketball team, the Wolf Pack. Great, great uh, basketball ah, team. A lot of guys from Warrior Foundation, great. Freedom Station. Why does something like that, or or you see golf programs or mountain bike riding mm-hmm. programs or whatever, why is that sort of stuff so valuable? It, beca- it gives you a sense of well-being, and it gives you a sense of pride. It gives you that. It, it motivates you to give back. Like It's kind of one of those things where it's like, the sports aspect of it, it helps you deal with other parts of life. It gets you back into group settings. It gets you back into your focus. But more so, it, it brings you back into that family aspect, that brotherhood aspect of things. And so I think, you know, whether it's the wheelchair basketball uh, program that I'm a part of, it's the cycling, the golfing, it's, it's all about getting one back self on his feet and back into society and helping them regain that positivity, regaining that um, hope um, that you can get back and do it again. Well, and we love how you uh, you are now helping other guys who are going through similar experiences. So well done. Perry Price, good to talk to you, Perry. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And that is why you should give to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station to help keep that organization running since we started uh, raising money with them. They've gone from uh, one location to two of these uh, freedom stations where they can help people out. And, and you know what we haven't really explained is that Warrior Foundation is kind of the umbrella organization and Freedom Stations are the two, you know, uh, transitional housing places that are so incredible. But Warrior Foundation does all sorts of incredible stuff for our returning uh, warriors. So it, they, too long a list to get into now, but wonderful stuff. And particularly right now, we're raising money to send them home for the holidays, which is a really big deal. It's an idea that you're... You know, you're recovering from wounds, whether seen or unseen, and uh, you're going to miss out on uh, Christmas with the family. Oh, no, you're not. We're flying you home. But it takes money to do that. Right. And, it does uh, indeed. And uh, that's what we're... So I'm going to look at a couple of the donations we've had so far before we get a total. We got $100 from uh, Sean's cat. Uh, $10 from the Culinary University of North Texas. Fantastic. $10 from... Donating is a selfless act, so giving to charity will improve your self-esteem and self-worth. You know the thing. Wow. Joe's lost golf balls in for $100. Mm, it's more than that. Better late than Brandon in for 10 Huh. Harry Legs, 500 bucks from Harry Legs. Thank you, Harry. Pugsito's reversal of fortune. <laughs> That'd be when my pug threw up. Boy, that's bucks. an obscure one. Yeah, I'd say so. So let's get a total. You go to armstrongandgetty.com. You click on the banner. It takes you a couple of minutes to figure out. Gladys with a drum roll. Nice job, Gladys. Every time. It, it's like a recording. It's so it's so the same every time, that drum roll. She really nails it. Uh, we are currently at $336,411. All right, it's progress. We haven't mentioned it. We're shooting for five hundred grand by the time our show ends tomorrow. I don't like our chances. We've never missed a goal, and I'm concerned for reels that we are going to this time. And I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if it's people's mood about inflation or whatever. China's warm teat is in for a hundred dollars. All right, way to go, China! <laughs> now come on, China. Twenty-seven bucks. Twenty-seven dollars 
from somehow he got on the roof. That's awesome. Oh, you wow, are a that's long, going back some. You are yeah. a long time listener. Here's $25 from LGDP, LGT, LGB, <laughs> LGBTQ2+. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, my childish partner hilarious. really emphasizing the wacky names that people donate under. You can also donate under your own name or anonymously or donate in the name of a beloved service person, perhaps a, a, a parent, your your sibling, a child, whomever who is serving or has served in the past. Just go to armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, 250 bucks from just a supporter. But if you've been thinking about it, meaning to, but you haven't, please go now, armstrongandgetty.com. Click on the banner. It's only taken a couple of minutes. We're at 336. We're hoping to hit 500 by the end of the show tomorrow. Again, I don't like my chances. Do what you can, all right? Do what you can. If everybody donated $10, we'd have the goal by, you know, the end of the next hour. Absolutely. And uh, I just, I, I, I got my fingers crossed. Everybody give as generously as you can. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the Washington Post correcting a huge number of old articles about the Steele dossier and the Russian collusion hoax, and a certain show that's allegedly about the media ignored it completely. I'll give you a hint. Hosted by a eunuch. Oh, jeez. You and your eunuchs. Yeah. Um, plus, plus the QAnon shaman guy got almost four years in prison. And we expect the Rittenhouse jury to come back at some point. They've been at it for a couple of days now. Yeah, I will. I'll explain several scenarios of what might be going on. Okay, why it's taken so long, and it's not necessarily what you might assume. Okay, I wasn't assuming anything, but of course, what do I? What do I know? What you'd assume? Maybe you assume it was a, a beaver attack. I don't know. Whether you donate or you just want to catch the podcast, you go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. Armstrong and Getty.